What is up, nation? The Big Talk Nation. Welcome back to another episode of the Big Talk Podcast with Chris and Greg. This is Chris. This is Greg. And that was the ever also almighty ACDC. Bon Scott style. Heck yeah, man. I'm ready, bro. Let's, let's get we, going. Yeah, I'm ready too. We're going to do a couple ACDC albums for you today. But first, let's let you know where you can get a hold of us. Let's see if I can do this right the first time without fucking up. All right. At BigTalkCG.podcast on TikTok and Instagram. If you go to our Instagram bio, you can find our link tree. Click that. You can find everywhere you can see us, everywhere you can listen to us. At BigTalkCG on Twitter BigTalkCG at gmail.com for long-winded gripes or compliments. Whoa. And we are also on YouTube. Just look up The Big Talk Podcast with Chris and Greg. And Facebook, Big Talk Podcast with Chris and Greg. All right, dude. No mistakes, man. You're ready to roll this time. No mistakes. I'm trying to cut down on mistakes in my life, dude. I just got one big one I need to cut out, but it's not you. (laughs) I I promise. I was going to say that. Was it me? You cut me out. Mm, mm. I'll cut you out. You know, we we wanted to do um, ACDC, and we were kind of like contemplating on what we wanted to do. It was like, do we want to do some of the lesser-known albums? Do we want to do the big ones? Do we want to do just one on Bon Scott, Brian yeah. Johnson? And we said, you know what? This episode is coming out on one of the bigger holidays of the year, 4th of July. Let's just blow it out just like we blow it out on the 4th of July. We're going to go ahead and do Highway to Hell, the last album they did with Bon Scott, and then we're going to do Back in Black, the first album with Brian Johnson. Those albums were back-to-back, 79 and 80. They're two biggest selling albums. So let's just do it. It'll be rocking time. It'll be fun. There you go. I like it, man. And uh, Greg kind of said, let's do this. So <laughs> if you love it, it's Greg's idea. If you hate it, it's Greg's it's idea, Greg's too. Idea. <laughs> so. Greg's either going to get a bunch of fan mail or a bunch of hate mail or both. Probably in the same, like, uh, probably in the same email. Yeah, right. Or, you know, maybe I love so. it. Oh, you suck. That was good. You stink. <laughs> I, I love hating you, and I hate how much I love you. <laughs> I know how you guys feel, dude. I feel your pain. Anyways, that was right off the top. That was uh, Highway to Hell, the the, the uh, leadoff track on that album, the Highway to Hell album, which was the uh, uh, for, uh Last album with Bon Scott, like I'd said. Yes. Um, let's let's kind of go over just some some facts, just a couple, and then we'll just talk our way through this album. You know, okay. released in uh, seventy nine, July twenty seventh. I think it had multiple release dates depending on which part of the world you're in, or else I confused that with Back in Black. I know it had like a couple different release dates, but July twenty seventh, nineteen seventy nine, was the release date for this uh, album. Great album, love this album. Let's go ahead and just let's just play. Sounds good. How's the volume on your end, baby? Sounds good, man. I love it. Um, this is such an iconic album. And turn down just a tad bit. There we go, right there. Um, especially this song, which was written about you know the how hard it was on the road. These guys were relentless touring all over the world, Australia, Europe, Americas. <laughs> um, the highway to hell, dude. That's what this song's about. Well, I had two stories for you on that that I read up on. Uh, there is um, a really a highway to hell in America. It's called Route 66. It's a section of the highway that ran through Arizona to Utah. For some reason, it's called the highway to hell. And there's another one. Where it, uh, the story is um, Bon Scott wrote this because he lived in a uh, little city. Uh, I think it's called Canning, if I'm right. And it was a highway that went from this all the way down to a pub. And the oh, yeah. pub was called Raffles. Mm-hmm. And there was just, uh, it's in Australia, and it was just a highway that went through it. And then he said there was no speed There was no speed limits. There was no stop signs. There was just no, and then that's what they put is that he just loved that little road that took him to this bar that he would hang out that played music. And, you know, he could have fun, have some riffraff and all these other things. Riffraff. And, and that's what it was. And that's what, to him, was a highway to hell. And people interpreted it as being life on the road, mm-hmm. doing this, you know, 
craziness and stuff like that. Yeah, so there's different, I guess it almost depends on who you talk to Correct. in the band, who do you talk to that was around the band, who you talk to is good, definitely, they're all going to, kind of like we do as listeners, we all get our own interpretation of it. They all think, you know, it's about this, it's about that. So it's great that it's, you know, about so many things and so many people, which I think is great when a song is, is like that. Correct. Um, quintessential song. This is just an amazing song. So iconic. The guitar solo we're hearing right now is great. Um, what a way to start this album. I mean, starting this album with one of the most iconic tracks in the history of rock and roll. 1979. It was released. The single was also released the same day the album came out, July 27th, oh, okay. uh, 1979. Let's go to the next track. Got it. <laughs> One thing I love about um, they, ACDC is very simple. They play right? pretty much a rock blues, uh, a blues-based rock and roll kind of a situation, but it's basically partying and sex, women. Those yeah. are kind of really the you know, Dr- drinking, having a good time, playing loud music, and um, making loud music with women. <laughs> <laughs> yes, if you will. Uh, and this is the song is right up their alley, dude. Girls got rhythm. Track two from the Highway to Hell album. She's got the rhythm, the backseat rhythm. There's no. I mean, like we say it all the time. There's no beating around the bush on this one. Correct. It's, it's straight to the point. You know. I, I, I love it, dude. Von Scott's kind of his swag, you know. They, and we would talk about both of these guys, both these singers. They got a lot of things in similar, but one thing that I you can really differentiate these two. And I was talking to my wife about it earlier today. They both have a swag, but their swag is so different. Yes, and they're both so iconic, yet so similar. You know what I mean? They're different. They're same. But oh, I, I mean, just, isn't that di- the dynamic between me and you? We're we're so similar, but we're so different. Yeah, in that sense, you know, like I'm a I'm a little older and I have a little more experiences this way, and when you talk about it, your experiences are yeah. a little bit different in that sense. Just just enough of right, just enough of an age difference to where a lot of things we experienced were the same, but far enough apart where a lot of stuff we experienced it differently. Yes, there you go. And the same stuff. You know, just yeah. because you may have experienced it earlier or later, or vice versa, so on and so forth. So that is a great way to talk about uh, Bon Scott and Brian Johnson. They're just, they're similar, they're different. They have something that uh, still makes the ACDC sound uh, in their realms of singing. Mm-hmm. You know, Bon Scott did this, Brian Johnson did that. But you're right about that. I love the sound. This is so fun. Uh, exciting. I, I almost want to say danceable in a sense. Oh, yeah. A lot of their Movable. songs are danceable, dude. If you're at the Rainbow you know? Room, yeah, you're dancing to this one. You're, you there know, you go, in their man. club right there. Let's go to the next song. All right. Great song. Love this song. Walk All Over You. It starts out a little slower. I love the drum. The drums at the uh, beginning of this track are, are super killer. Uh, great song, dude. Love it, dude. Oh, heck yeah. More of uh, uh, it, it in the lyrics. It's more of like two cents of like, yes, I'm gonna walk all over you, or I love it when you walk all over me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. But it some of the lyrics sometimes feels like you're the dominant one. Other ones, no, no, I want to be dominated. Yep, in that sense. Still great track, super killer. I love this little, you know. When they break into it, the riff here is super killer, dude. And they're they they're gonna try to trick you, but ACDC ain't playing no slow jams. <laughs> they have you know uh, some songs that have a uh, uh, upper upper mid tempo beat to it, but they're not playing no ballads. No. So you think it's gonna be a slow one? Nah. This is killer, dude. I remember going to, um, I don't know if we ever went. Did you ever go to any of the um, Bonfire? It was a tribute band yes, here in, yes. in Los Angeles. Saw them a bunch of times. They're yeah. one of the better tribute bands that I've seen here in LA. They're right up there with uh, Atomic Punks as far as I'm concerned. And they did all Bon Scott ACDC songs. So it was almost, and they were, they were on yeah. point. Bon Scott, the guy that was that was singing, was looked just like him, same mannerisms, everything. So 
you got to hear a lot of these songs and they sound really good. They sound very similar to ACDC. So you almost got a taste of like what it was like in that small club. I, I really like it too because you're right. A lot of times when we've seen them, uh, Santa Fe Spring Swap Meet is one of them that I've seen them and I loved it. And they really used the whole stage. Uh, the guy that did Angus. Paladinos also. Paladinos was another one. That, these guys, they would run up and down, you know, where all the people are, you know, they, at one point, you know, I'm going to jump on your shoulders. And they also did a few songs from Back in Black. You know, just like, hey, we're just going to throw a few in there. Uh, nothing crazy, but they just did a few of them. Yeah. And that worked too. They're a great band, and I would love to see them every time. They're, you know, there's a lot of uh, female bands doing yes. this. Um, there, I believe it was called A Whole Lot of Rosies. Yeah, Whole Lot of Rosies. Whole Lot of Rosies, and there's another one, Hell's Bells. Yes. Uh, B-E-L-L-E-S, I think. Yeah, that uh, are going around and they, they're doing, you know. I saw one of them and they were they strictly did Brian Johnson. Oh, okay. Uh, ACDC. <clears throat> I can't remember which one. I think it was Hell's Bells. And their singer was killer. She came out with the same hat that he used to wear and she had that. Raspy dude, it was voice. crazy, dude, how good they were. It was like, wow, dude, this is amazing. So it's a lot of good stuff. You just got to look for it, and you can find it. You can find what it out I, there. What I like about this song, too, the chorus is really good, and playing it live, you know people are going to sing it back to you. Yeah. You know? And that's another thing. You know, this album, both these albums we're talking about were produced by Mutt Lang. Yes. They weren't doing a lot of, you know, the whole band, you know, you know singing yeah. with them. Uh uh, you know, through the chorus or doing background vocals. They didn't do a lot. That was something that they were doing, but he kind of really brought that out of them and made it more of a significant part of these songs on these two albums. I mean, Mutt Lang, one of the great producers of all time. Right. Brought in a band that you think couldn't get to another level on this album, got to another level, and then you didn't think they could get to another level, and then he brought them to yet another level. And, and great stuff, especially with Mutt Lang, you know, producing this album. It's killer. Oh, heck yeah. He the just, next song. He did... He did he did exactly what was expected of him to bring out a little more juice, a little more oomph, a little different on anything else. He definitely took him to the next stratosphere and even on the next album, did it again, you know? Killer. Touch too much. I mean, wasn't much she wouldn't do. Touch too much. Another, you know, one of those songs. You know, couldn't this... Love couldn't this also be where uh, I read it where uh, they were saying that the song is about like you had the perfect woman and it was just you couldn't handle it and it just was too much. It's too much. The, it's, 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 you touch too much. It's like uh, the touch is too much. It turns you it turns you into a one pump chump <laughs> or maybe a two pump chump. I don't know, dude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, and that's, and that's like, what it was about. Yeah. <laughs> You're too beautiful for me. You're too yeah. hot. You're too this. Uh, you know, exactly. So a touch too much. Touch too much. But like like we said, I mean, there we go. Three songs, or how many songs do we into this? Track four. Yeah. Three of them about sex already. I love it about women. You know what these guys are. And he's got that. Bon Scott's got that. Like, like I can just see him like sauntering and swaggering and swaggering on stage, just kind of like. Putting out this vibe, no shirt on. He's got no shirt yeah. on, right? Yeah. And he's just, I don't know what it is about him, but he had such a stage presence. No one ever talks about him when they talk about vocalists and lead singers and frontmen. No one ever talks about Bon Scott, but he's right up there with the best of them. He had every every ingredient you want to put into a uh, frontman for a heavy metal band or any kind of band in general. He's got it all, and he's one of the best of all time. I, I don't know if you're familiar with this, Chris, but. On Boss Scott's last performance, he lip-synced this song um, when they did Top of the Pops in um, um, Australia. So, you know, they're like, oh, this is, tonight we have ACDC. So the guys are lip-syncing on this. And that was his last performance you know, before he passed away. I've always wondered, like, on, on things like that, you know, American Bandstand. You know, let's go to the next song. Um, Beating Around the Bush, track five. I always wonder on shows like that, you know, American Bandstand, uh, Top of the Pops, you know, where they were lip syncing. They were, you can't play it live. We, we don't want to let you play it live. You got to lip sync it. Were, was anything cooked up? I mean, what about the drums? You can't fake hit drums, can you? I mean, what's going on with the drums? Do they have pads on them so they're not as loud? Maybe. Uh, uh, what's going on here? Can somebody let us know? You know, email us, let us know on one of our socials, comment below. 
whatever, wherever you're watching this, YouTube, you know, if you're listening to it on, on Spotify or Apple, wherever, message us. Let us know if you know what happens during these lip-synced uh, pre-recorded live performances. Or do they edit all that stuff out? And on the broadcast, it's kind of, they take out all the other sounds and they just lay something over the top. I don't know. That's wild, dude. I gotta, I gotta know. Somebody wow. please tell us. There you go. We think we know everything, but we don't. We know everything. What are you talking about? We do. Do you know how uh, uh, Bon Scott got involved with the guys? Tell me all about it. Other than, did you know he was a truck driver, you know, shoving gear to, for bands or doing stuff? And um, he sang, and the bands really, uh, somehow he got involved with ACDC, and he just brought them out with a different element, because they did have a, a one singer prior to their release in Australia. So that guy didn't work out. I think they did one song that was actually recorded, mm-hmm. and uh, somehow they got Brian uh, Bon Scott. But his life experiences, being on the road, uh, funniness that he's experienced, uh, with women, booze, enthusiasm for life, enthusiasm for life, just brought all those poetic energy that just brought his lyrics out. That's why a lot of his stuff, like you said, is about wine, women, and song, mm-hmm. and. Kind of went through, he was always wanting to buy a drink. He was always wanting to see which one of these ladies was the funnest. Always talked about, you know, we we're gonna rock. We wanna I'm gonna let you rock and roll out there and Yeah, it was like, like uh, it was like uh Bon Scott and the, and the uh young boys, Malcolm and Angus were like kindred spirits. Yeah, exactly, like, right? They finally found each other kind of a situation. Yeah. As cheesy as that sounds, but shit, they did it twice, it seems like. Uh another great song beating around the bush. Well again. What are we talking about here? Beating around the bush, you know exactly what we're talking about. Sex again, women. Love it, dude. I thought he was I a gardener, it. man, and just kind of oh, like, I'm, I'm trimming the bush. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe trimming the bush. <laughs> I love it, dude. You're hilarious. Uh, let's go to the next one. This is one, next one right here, one of my favorites on the album. Shot down in flames. Oh, yeah. That's great right there, dude. The, the little scream, the little screech, the one, two, let's go. Nice little simple blues rhythm. Here comes the bass, dude. Uh, freaking Cliff Williams, Malcolm Young, Phil Rudd, holding it down. This is great stuff right here. So so we talk about mostly guys listening to um, rock music and stuff like that. But this song... Uh, does appeal to guys in the sense shot down in flames uh, they said they wrote it about you know watching guys get shot down by girls all yeah. of this you know hey you're right this oh, I'm gonna go talk to this girl she's really pretty or blah blah yeah. blah you know I'm gonna buy everybody I'm gonna buy all these girls a drink and then you know you buy the girls a drink and they're kind of like yeah thanks goodbye yeah dude, you, you know it, shot down you uh uh you just got to get right back on the horse again. Shot down in flames. Let's go to the second verse. Now what are we going to do, you know? <laughs> I mean, that's the life of a rock star, dude. You know? Shot down in flames. Or, or I guess any single guy. Yeah. You just got to get back on that horse again and and see if it bucks you off, right? Shot down in flames. Yeah. It's such a great song. It's it's they, they brought it down just a little bit. Slowed it down just a little bit. I love the chorus, dude. It's just killer. Uh, it just got such a great groove to it. One of my favorite songs on this album might be my favorite. I kind of sometimes go off the beaten path, and I know that I know that Highway in the Hell is one of the greatest rock songs of all time. Yeah. But I love listening to this particular song, even though I know Highway to Hell is the is the one. I love listening to this song, dude. The, the guitar solo on here is great too, dude. Do you do you think that like um, Mutt Lang um, really took these guys and kind of? You know, like you said, they slowed it down just a little bit. So maybe in the demos is a little more upbeat, and they kind of hey, let me let me tweak this, guys. Let's let's do this. Let's get this sound going from these guys yeah. and stuff maybe. like that. Man. Maybe I think he was a great producer, and he really showed it on on his chops on this. Yeah, he and, did. You know, he did a one. lot of things, and I'm probably going to tell some of the same stories that I'm going to tell right now. But Mutt Lang did a lot of great things. You know. He could actually play instruments. He could do things. And the way the guys in the band tell the story is Mutt was telling them to do things that he could also do himself. Like 
Bon Scott was singing, you know, I forget what particular song, but it probably went for a couple of them where he was singing, but his breathing wasn't right. So it was coming out a little bit, not as good as ah, it could have right. been so much. He was a trained singer, a trained vocalist, was teaching him, this is how you got to do your breathing. You know, you got to, your singing and breathing go together. And not at the same time, but. You know, you got to make sure your in-breaths are at times when you can take them. You're not hurried. You're not rushed. And, the, and you're not, the music, the vocals aren't suffering because of it. Taught him a lot of stuff like that. And even with Angus, he taught him to, uh, he would sometimes make, you know, you're going to play that guitar solo for that song? Yeah. Come sit next to me and play it. And he'd be like pointing, up, no, play it down here. Come down here and play it. Play it up there. You know, they're all like, yeah, right, whatever. And he's like, well, yeah, come on, let's do it. And they were like, oh, my God, dude, this guy's great. He brought the best <laughs> out of us. By showing us and teaching things that we didn't know or things that we already knew or could do, but yeah. bringing it out of us, that's what a great producer is supposed to do. You know, they, uh, who was it? Eddie Kramer, I think was, or is that his name? Eric, Kr Eddie Kramer, the guy that they first had, was that for this album for the next one? Um, no, well, it was for one, this one. No, it was for this one. He was supposed to do the, uh, uh, producing for this album and then he got oh, replaced okay. by Mutt Lang. They just did not get along with him at all. Right off the bat, there was just, you know. Yeah, right off the bat. So you know, they mutual friends said, "Hey, let's bring this guy in." And, and they kind of told Kramer, uh, "Oh, we're taking the day off tomorrow. Don't worry about coming in." Um, the band went in in one day, laid down six songs, just demoed them up, sent them to Mutt Lang, and said, "Hey, you want to come work with us?" He said, "Yep." And the rest, the rest of it's history, dude. Got rid of Kramer, brought in Mutt Lang, dude. Great. That's crazy, dude. What's the name of this song? Oh man, dude. This is track number two on side two. Get it hot. Ah, get it hot. What do you yeah. think we're talking about here, dude? I love it, dude. I love it. Get my food hot. When you get in the car, it's hot. We'll set the world on fire. Get it hot. <laughs> this is a just, this, see? I, I can see Bon Scott just strutting on this one too. Just right? back and forth on the stage. Yeah. Just like that. Look at that. Like, kind of like saunter. Yeah. Almost like, uh, like a, in a different way, but kind of like uh, uh, Freddie Mercury would do. You know how he would have that little strut? Oh, yeah, do? he has that strut. You know, but I kind of see uh, Bond doing it with a little bit more sleaze or a little more machismo in there. A little there bit you like, go. Yeah. yeah, let's go a little machismo. Where he was that. like, I'm going to show you that shit, where Freddie was like, I am the shit. <laughs> you know, the difference, right? That subtle difference kind of a thing. <laughs> I love it, dude. This is great stuff right here. Oh, that's so killer, dude. All right, let's go to the next song. You ready? If you want blood, you've got it. Yeah. You know, so going back to, okay, we're not talking about sex now, but we're talking about, hey, um, uh, I'm so passionate about this, such as we are about our podcast. It's like, you want to see blood coming out of me and show how passionate I am? This is what I'm going to give you. Yeah. I'm going to give you this. You want blood? I'm going to give it to you, and I'll show you how passionate we are. Yeah, that's exactly because the story behind the song is, um, well, it was borrowed from the album that came out before this, the live album, uh -huh. If You Want Blood, You've Got It. They wrote this song, and it was kind of came from uh, Bon Scott was getting interviewed, and a journalist uh, at this festival they had in July 78 called The Day on the Green asked them, what can you expect from an ACDC show? What can you expect from the band? And Bon Scott simply replied, blood. <laughs> Which means we're going to give you everything yeah. we got yeah. for the show. And you want blood? You got it, you dude. Got what it, a great baby. response to that question, man. Great. Did you say Day on the Green? Yeah, Day on the Green what? Festival from July 1978. Isn't that over here in San Francisco? Um, or is that the Bay Area, Day on the Green? It might be, dude. It might be. I remember in the in the early part of the 80s, it was Day on the Green, and it was in San Francisco where they had that kind of stuff. Because I know um, Metallica did one, Green Day did one. There was like, you know, Soundgarden was part of that, you know, or they were invited to do that kind of stuff. Yeah, Day on the Green is a recurring concert in Oakland, California. Oh, Oakland, okay. Bill Graham was Great. the promoter, Bill Graham Presents. Yeah, they've had everybody there, dude. It's good stuff right there. Nice. I love it, dude. Little quick research on the fly right now, there. Yeah. Do you think that the guys um, maybe wrote this song a while ago and then it just they just didn't get all the pieces together and they brought it to Mutt and he kind of like, oh, I can do this with it. Absolutely, I can, I would, I can do. I, I don't know that for sure, something. but that sounds like you know, 
Well, that's what, you know, he said, you know, why would they say if you bought money? Got it. Here's uh, our live show. But now, oh, shit. Now people are like, oh, shit. I know that song. That kind of stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, dude. It's one, one, of, the, it's one of the top three songs on here. Maybe top two, two or four or ten. <laughs> dude, there's, a, I, there's no I, weakness here anyway. I, yeah, I was going to say that, too. There's dude. absolutely no weak songs on here. Uh, maybe the order, but... No, and there's nothing weak on here, dude. Are they giving the run for Blackout? Because Blackout, we were like 9 out of 10. Yeah, dude. Like, we were like 9 out of 10. And I think even with China White, we were still kind of like, it's not bad. It's just different. Yes. You know? Yeah. yeah. Just because you, it's hard to have, you know, 10, 11 songs that are just all... Like, this is killer, dude. All of this is killer. Because uh, you might have something that's just not as killer, but compared to everything else, then that's kind of what we're saying, you know, with some of this stuff is it's all killer, but some it's just a notch lower on the killer spectrum. <laughs> love it, dude. Ooh. Blood. I love it. God. And, of course, if you go back and listen to our live, uh, our favorite live albums we did, uh, one of the ones I did on the episode that I got to do was from the If You Want Blood, You Got It uh, live album, yeah. which is great. Um, let's go to the next song. This is probably the closest thing you're ever going to get with to them as like a ballad-ish kind of thing, and it's not even close. I'm just saying this is probably the closest thing, the, the speed of it. Okay. It's, the, it's, the, the but you're speed not, of their... Yeah, yeah. Uh, their uh, plane of the song and stuff like that okay love hungry man <laughs> basically so every man yeah <laughs> <laughs> so in other words i'm horny and uh i'm looking for love yeah maybe they should he should play this on valentine's day i need your love more and more i don't want to know what your name is right I don't know what your game is. <laughs> He's just a love-hungry man, dude. Let's just... <laughs> doesn't matter to me. Are you game? I'm game. Right? That's what it sounds like. And, you know, it's... It's it's kind of a, makes you... Uh, 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 it's like the stories you hear about rock stars. I've never been a rock star. At least not in rock and roll. I'm not, I like to consider myself a rock star of life. <laughs> okay. But is this kind of like uh, what you would think... The life is I'm a love hungry man I'm getting the women I got shot down in flames But I get right back up again You know I'm on the highway to hell I'm touring all the time I'm tired Right I'm gonna party And have a good time And all these things And it's really uh, You know Like a lyrical peek Into the lives of these guys Exactly But you know what I guess I forgot about it But you're right Chris This is uh, they, lo- they slowed this down A little bit It's still rocking I'm still dancing to it. This is, yeah, you know, when it's like when they bring it down and they slow it down a little bit. These are danceable tracks right here, dude. There's been a couple on here that's like, yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, like a little boogie, you know, a little blues boogie right here. And uh, I love it. It's great. It is great. You know, um, before we go to the next song, uh, which I'm going to deliver all my factoids. Oh, okay. uh, you know what? Let's just go to it. Let's just go to it. The last song. Night Prowler. Uh, let's talk about what, you know, what the song, you want to talk about like the story, not about this song, but after in like 85 with the, with the. Oh, uh, uh, sure. Yeah. How um, this song was brought up in pop culture because there was a serial killer in East Los Angeles or, or Los Angeles terrorizing um, one hot summer. I probably over. I forgot what the. I saw a documentary on it. Yeah. It was a period of time where he just went through all of Los Angeles from the valley down yep. to Hollywood, down to East LA, where he got caught. Richard Ramirez, Ramirez and the and night. Got, the what was it? The Night Stalker. Yeah, and he's when they caught him or pictures of him, he had an ACDC cap on, you know, and he would have pentagrams on his mm-hmm. hands in court, and you know, he said he loved. 
he loved ACDC. He loved Highway to Hell. And so that's the kind of stuff that would bring in satanic. Oh, it's because ACDC, which stands for uh, uh, adult children, devil child. Uh, he's, they're satanic. Look at, the, look at this album, Highway to Hell. He has a devil horns and a tail. They're saying there's Satanism. And then we're obviously listening to this, and these guys are talking about drinking and women and partying yeah. and having a good time. And only when you get to this one is a little creepy, you know? Well, yeah, but this song is about, if you actually look and listen to the lyrics, like obviously the PMRC doesn't do for some yeah. reason, this song is about a guy sneaking into his girlfriend's room because he can't come in through the front door because the parents are home. That's what this <laughs> is. I, I'm your night prowler. I'm going to come in, baby. That's what this song is about, guys. Just in case you can't hear, that's Rambo having a little drink over here. He's a, he's a night prowler over here, baby. Uh, but anyways, let's talk about some. So, yeah, that's how this the song, and Angus always hated it. He's, he's talked about it a couple times how he's so disappointed that that happened. Uh, you know, the, the, people have associated it with that. But let's go ahead and talk about some factoids. Okay. Uh, let's talk about album sales. Okay, I'm gonna say because I, I don't know any of the factoids. I'm gonna say 15 million, maybe worldwide. S- United States seven million. Okay, United Good. States seven million. But you know what? I, I kind of went through this, and I, you know how everything is very. Um, what's the word I'm looking? The more population, the more records. USA's got so many people. Seven million. It's all. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's all, you know, relationship. Uh, what's the word I'm looking I, for? I, I want to say condensed, no, but I mean, uh, it's... Uh, so basically here, Australia, it went five times platinum, but it only sold 350,000 people. But yeah, there's not that many people in Australia. You know what I mean? So it, it's all like... So I looked at it like this. USA, seven times platinum. UK, platinum. Switzerland, platinum. Italy, platinum. France, platinum. Canada, two times platinum. Australia, five times platinum. You know what I mean? It, it, oh, it's all relative. There we go. There you go. It's all, all right. relative to the amount of people in the nation, right? And I was like, oh man, dude, this this album. So yeah, you know, just with those, what's that? 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 times platinum. If you look at the worldwide okay. the platinum all awards, right. but I'm sure this thing has sold easily 15 million copies worldwide. Seven million in the U.S. One of the greatest selling records ever. Uh, but not the, as yeah. we will, not even theirs. Uh, it hit uh, number 17 in the U.S. charts, 8 U.K., 24 Sweden, 38 Norway, 46 New Zealand, 7 in Germany, 14 in the Dutch charts, 40 Canada, number 13 in Australia. Then it um, entered the charts again in uh, 2007 and through 09, all over the world again. And check this out, dude. It was rated by some of these, uh, you know, music sites or magazines from back in the day, and even today. All music, we know all music. Everybody knows yeah. all music. Blender, both gave it five out of five stars. Classic rock, four and a half out of five. Encyclopedia of Popular Music, four out of five. Here, eight out of ten. Four and a half out of five. Blah blah. Rolling Stone, our favorite, uh, even gave it four out of five. Smash Hits was a magazine in England. They did not like this album. You want to know what they fucking gave this album? A two. A three out of ten. A when three, it, three out, of 10. out of ten? when it came out. Garbage, wow. dude. Wow. Yeah, they did not like it. They thought it had too much sexism, too much, you know, eh, you know, but it's a rock album. What do you expect? Did they listen uh, to the, any prior ACDC albums? Probably not. They're idiots. Uh, the three releases to this album were Highway to Hell, July 27, 79. Girls Got Rhythm, October of 1979, and Touch Too Much in January of 1980, UK only released. All right. So they, you know, had a couple releases for this. They also had a couple different covers. They have the cover that we all know and love, which is the, guys the in picture the band. of the band. says Highway to Hell, ACDC up on the top. They had another one that was uh, the original Australian, which has the same picture, but a lot of it is you can't see because of the flames. There's a bunch of flames on it, so you really just see their faces. Oh. Then there's a, like a bass guitar neck. It's only got uh, you know four strings on it, so it's a bass guitar, and it says Highway to Hell on it. And the logo's a little darker. So There you go. Another little factoid from the world wow, of man, the Big that Talk was actually, podcast. 
That was actually good. But you know what? Just thinking about this as a closer, this is a great song. And it's slowed down, bluesier, and telling a story on this. You know, it starts off great, rock, 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 mm -hmm. brings it down to a little bit, and ends with right crazy, there. craziness of, you know, rock and roll um, debauchery in a sense. For those know? of you that do know, right there at the end, the last thing he says in the last recorded words of Bon Scott, he says, Shazbat. Nanu Nanu, which of course is from Mork, Mork from Mork. And, Mork from Mindy. Mork, Mork from Mindy. Mork from Mork. That's exactly what that was right there. Are you sure they didn't Shaz try to, bot. They didn't try to play it backwards Nanu. and say, oh. No, they probably, probably Hello, Tipper Satan. Tipper was probably on that. Yeah. Hello, Satan. Yeah. Save me. Wasn't it something like that? <laughs> they started playing backwards. In 1985, <laughs> a man named Richard Ramirez will go around murdering people in the valley, Southern California. <laughs> really? I said it was Shaz bot. <laughs> uh, here we go, dude. Right into it. Back in black. Back in black. We are here, you guys. The first album with Brian Johnson after the tragic, tragic death of Bon Scott. Come, one of the greatest comebacks. They were already, they were right there at the height, but man, everybody thought that that was going to be it for them with the loss of Bon Scott. Um, but man, they, they, they found the one person that they needed to find to, uh, to to replace him. Yeah, and I think uh, they said um, Bon Scott even saw Brian Johnson play. Yes. I forgot what the name of the band is. It starts it's, with like a G, right? Um, uh, I forgot what the name of the band is, but he said uh, Bon Scott even saw these guys play. It's Gordy? Yeah, something like that. And he said he saw them, and he thought that the lead singer was really good. He's like, wow, this guy's really good. Didn't say I need him to replace me, but at the time he just said, Hey, I just saw this band and this guy was really killer. So you never know if management or somebody else listened to it and go, hey, you know, hey, what if we find this guy and, and check him out? Yeah. And stuff like that. But, uh, yeah. But, and, and, you know, the guys in the band said the Bon Scott doesn't hand out compliments very often. He was not going to really tell you that uh, people are, are great. Uh, so the fact that he did that was a pretty uh, big deal. Uh, he did die on February 19th. 1980 and just to kind of give you the timeline here dude uh this album uh, uh, uh highway to hell came out on july yeah excuse right me um yeah you said july july, uh, july 27th 79 okay. back in black came out july 25th 1980 basically one year and bon scott died february 19th which is almost smack dab right in the middle there so he passed away they uh you know at the urging of bon scott's family at the funeral and probably subsequent you know talking to them maybe a couple more times a day yes you guys need to push on and you and the guys you know find someone you know a new singer and you guys can keep pushing basically gave him the blessing to replace him which i mean i'm sure i couldn't imagine but i'm sure that that helped a lot ease you know their mental anguish of like god should we keep going or not i mean it made everything okay to kind of go on which sometimes you need that push and kind of like almost everybody else in the world is kind of like how do you move on from that but you know we got the blessing from bonds scott's family, family. that kind of helps everybody be like okay you know, not just the band but everybody can yeah. fans too uh i also heard that um angus and malcolm uh pretty much right after the funeral they went back into starting to record again or started to jam again and that's how they kind of felt like you know what, what they said well why didn't you grieve and they go well, what am i gonna do just sit home and grieve no i want to play music and this is the only way i know how to get my stuff out is if i just need to start up again and who else is there my brother we're, we're gonna mm -hmm. jam and do stuff yeah. um and that hey um, i'm just talking about this song which was hell's bells um did you know anything about the the bell itself that we heard in the beginning? I, I do know. Give me a little bit. Which, um, which you heard. I do know that when they originally recorded, there was no bell. Correct. The original recording of the song, they didn't have the bell. The story goes is that Malcolm was taking a piss, and all of a sudden it just came to him. We need to have a bell at the beginning of the song. It was already, like, kind of already done. Yeah. And they went and tried to record a bell at the local church that was there, but every time they would try to record it, or every time the bell would ring, the pigeons would... Yes, there was birds. Fly off, so they had... Uh, a, a bell made it was perfectly tuned to what it needed to be for the song and that's how they got the bell I believe it rings 13 times at the beginning of the song yes and it I can't imagine the song not having it actually and right I never knew until I read about that story I was always thought that that's 
the way it was meant to be, meant to be from the beginning, but it was kind of something that came up at the last second. Sometimes those last second changes, those epiphanies you have, make it make a song. It's great, even greater. Exactly. And uh, uh, just saying that when you were talking about how they were recording in a church, they said they had like 15 different mics when they were lining it up, and Mutt found a way to get that sound that he needed when when they decided to come back and try a different mm -hmm. type of bell when then they made it. So he said he went and he, he tuned it or he made sure he got the same, the sound that he wanted from this one, man. Well, that's the first song right there, Hell's Bells, all five minutes and 10 seconds of it that we ran through. Um, song two, Shoot to Thrill. I love this song. Dude, this is one of my favorite songs on this album. You know uh, what, what, just to say real fast, Chris, uh, they were saying that um, the ACDC, this album was basically a tribute to Bon Scott. Um, I, know? I, I know that, um, that you know, Hell's I mean, Bells was... I know that... Like, some songs were Some written. of it was. It's yeah, not some like, of it. It's some not like we're it. writing a tribute album, but, you know, the black cover was a tribute to him. Some of this, you know, Back in Black, I believe, was a song that they pay in tribute mm -hmm. to Bon Scott. But, yeah. Uh, Hell's Bells, because of how crazy and, you know, he was a, a live life to the fullest. He wanted to... He wanted Hell to hear the bells when he came down. You know, like, stuff like that. Yeah. It was like... Well, I'm sure Those he had an he to this day. I'm sure Bon Scott has such an influence over this band still. So uh, he's still a part of the band. They still feel like he's looking over them and watching them, and uh, <laughs> that's great, dude. Whatever makes them write the songs that they do, I'm all for it, man. Love right? it. And it's kind of amazing how they went from Bon Scott to Brian Johnson and Bob basically didn't lose a beat. Uh, got better. Yes, Mutt, uh, you, Mutt brought a lot more out of them. Same thing. So Mutt, Mutt Lang produced the second album too. Yeah. So like I said, how we were talking about, oh Mutt Lang gave him a different sound on Highway to Hell. Now they they loved what they he got out of them and said, let's work with them one more time on this or however many times they worked with them. But hey, the next album, let's do work with them again. I probably the the stars aligned up, Chris, and they said, hell yeah, let's do it, man. Yeah, and you know the, the same, you know. Mutt worked with Brian Johnson doing a lot of the stuff they did with Bon Scott, you know, with the vocals, with the breathing and stuff. Uh, brought the best out of Brian Johnson. And, man, this album, there's not a missed beat on this album. I love it, dude. Can't get, en can't get enough of Back in Black for sure. Right. Or, you know, Highway to Hell for that matter. Exactly. Those are just super killer. Everything is great and pumped up and excited, man. We should need to stop dancing, man. Damn. Um... Let's go to the next song. And I bet there's people out there that haven't, as weird as this may sound, that haven't heard some of these songs. You know, what are we, I'm just talking about cursory. We're talking about what here? Hell's Bells, Back in Black, You Shook Me All Night Long. Those might be the ones that people just hear on the radio. Yes. Or, or watch the videos or something like yeah, that. Yeah, you know, so there's a lot of songs on here that people may not be very familiar with. But, man, there's some killer, killer tracks on here. This is one of them. What do you do for money, honey? Great song, dude. Love this song. You know, is she a gold digger? I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> exactly. And that's what and that's what they were, they were saying they wrote about this was, you know, uh, knowing a, a woman and she didn't want to work. She was real lazy. But then... She wanted um, to find a rich guy, and that's what they're singing about. It's like, honey, what do you do for money if you're just laying around the house, you know, or, or being lazy, you know, yep. in your life? It's like, oh, no. I'm going to find a rich husband. I'm going to find a, <laughs> you know, a rich boyfriend. I'm going to find a sugar daddy, you know? And Great. Some, some ladies yeah. still do. So. Yeah. Love it, dude. Love it. Just love this song, the tongue-in-cheek, the... The, the Brian Johnson's delivery on this song, his screech is on full force yes. here, man. You can't can't pick out a weak spot here, guys. Uh, you ready to go to the next one? Sure, man. Give it to me, baby. Producer's on vacation, so we're. <sighs> she, she might, you know, I don't know, man. Summer the... vacation, man. Yeah, dude. She's traveling. She's <laughs> traveling the world. Here we go. Well, it depends on which version of this album you're looking at, what the title is. It's three different ones. Given, given the dog a bone. That's the name of the song. G I V E N. 
which is the way you see it on most uh, on most of the album releases and on Apple uh, uh, and iTunes and stuff like that, right? All right. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. The ACDC website and the World Releases say that's the way it is. Now, if you go to some of the albums, particularly in Australia and the iTunes store, it's shown as two different things. Giving the dog a bone, I-N-G, or giving the dog a bone, I-N-G-I-V-I-N. So there's like three different versions of that one word, which either way you listen to it, it's a blatant, this is a blatant song about oral sex. That's, there's, you cannot get, that's what it is about. Fine. Just say it. You did it. That's it. That's what the song is about. I mean, I could see how maybe some of the PMRCs or feminists of the time would be like, what the fuck? You can't sing about that. It's ACDC. They can do whatever the fuck they want. Are you, sure, are you sure it was that? What if I want to give Rambo a bone? Give in a Rambo the bone. Sir, you are gross. <laughs> <laughs> give in Rambo my prime rim bone. This has got such a great groove to it. This chorus is killer, dude. It's <coughs> bless you, whatever <laughs> I was. Uh, great chorus. You know, bringing out the best in these guys. A lot more of that singing chorus with everybody. I yes. love it. Uh, right into uh, Angus's guitar solo. Forget about it, dude. This is this is incredible stuff right here, guys. And if you exactly. haven't heard some of these songs, as soon as you are done listening slash watching this episode on YouTube or listening on Spotify, Apple, Google, Samsung, or the dozens of other places you can listen to it at, go to your Apple, your Spotify, and listen to these two albums. They are amazing. And listening to them back to back. Oh, yeah. No back. skipping. No skips, guys. There's no reason to skip anything on either of these albums at all. That's great, dude. Let's go to the next song. All right. Little little slowdown right here, dude. We're going to end side one. Uh, Let me put my love into you. What do you think this song's about? Um, When you cook dinner and you made it with love... Put it inside you. Honey, did you make dinner? Yeah, I made it with love. All right, now I'm going to put your love in me. Greg, I, you're going to have to stop your comedic <laughs> ambitions. You have to stop your comedic ambitions, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you tell me, Chris. What's the, let me put uh, my love the into same you. Thing, same thing they always write about. What do you think? Let me put my love into you, baby. It's a song about sex. But the one from previous was. There you go. You know, give the dog a bone. One, one's more about down, down and dirty. You know, this one's more about. Put my love into you. Yeah, there you go. What do you do for money, with honey? My knife. Yeah. Yeah. What do you do for money, honey? This is great stuff right here, dude. Yeah, dude. And it still has that swagger where you're just kind of. Yeah, like I said, slow. Dude, it's a different kind. It's a different. It's a different swag. It's a different strut. It's a different stage presence. Um, where. It's almost like you know, Brian Johnson was more of a commanding on stage. You know what I mean? He was more, more like, more like, ah, ah, yeah. Where Bond kind of was like, yeah, dude. It was just a different kind of thing where they were both like so different, but kind of were doing the same thing, but they were doing it differently. And each just his own man, but equally effective. I love it, dude. And of course, you know, Angus and Malcolm doing their guitar thing here is just, just great, dude. I, you know, that these albums, these classic albums, they just had the, the right band and the right formula just to mm-hmm. kick some ass and take some names, man. Here, take my name. And like on the previous album, Highway to Hell, Angus Young, Malcolm Young, and Bon Scott wrote everything. On this one, Angus, Malcolm, and Brian Johnson wrote all the songs. Uh, here, I got, I got a couple fun facts I just want to throw out there first. Quick. Um, so when they went in uh, with their uh, uh, to start doing new material for this album, their follow-up to Highway to Hell, their vocalist at the time, Bon Scott. So this is in like January, maybe into December, January. Uh, he used to be in a drummer in a band called the Specters. They recorded a demo of "Let Me Put My Love Into You" and "Have a Drink on Me" with Bon Scott on drums. So, there's really? a, so they did record two demos, those two songs, 
uh, with Bon Scott on drums. I didn't try to find him. Uh, I don't know if you can. Maybe we'll see. But I thought that was pretty cool that he was there when two of the songs that do end up on the album. Could have been demos of any songs, but two that actually ended up on the album. That's great, dude, that, that he's maybe, there and was maybe actually the, a part the of the nation in Australia. It can find it out there if, if, if it's only out there. Yeah. All right, Australia, we're throwing a challenge to you. Find it. Email it to me and Chris. Yeah. And we'll send your name over the airwaves. Yeah, let us know where we can find those demos. Maybe it's on the Bonfire box set. I don't know. Ooh. It's possible. I didn't go look. Like I said, I didn't go look. Uh, I'll just check it out. I like anybody, that. Any of, anybody from the nation, Australia, worldwide, but, you know, maybe Australia because they probably have a little bit more stuff there, could let us know where we can find those two demos, if they're even out there. Right. Um, uh, that's it, dude. Those are my two little factoids I had to give out quick. That was cool, man. Why don't you bring me to the next sound? Let, go. Let me put my love into you. Yeah. So what what song do you think is more um, kind of popular, Chris, in the sense of like the first time you hear it? Still Highway to Hell or Back in Black? What do you what do you mean? What, okay, what, so like those those two iconic songs. We're just bringing the song, the the beginning of each one. You, you know, the first fifteen seconds of each song. Which one do you think is a little more iconic? This sounding, or is it is it Highway to Hell? In your preference. Me personally. Yeah, personally. Highway to Hell. Okay. For you, I'm gonna say the same thing on Highway to Hell on that one. Uh, but like I said, this doesn't. You hear this and you're like, oh shit, that's ACDC. Oh shit. Back in back, yeah. It's like A and A1. It's okay. like, there is no wrong answer. It's just a personal preference. You know what Correct. I mean? So, um, iconic track. You know, and, and I'm probably going to say something right now that may, I don't want it to rub anybody the wrong way, And I, but I'm try, I've been trying to figure this out the whole time. And I'll go ahead and let this out right now so we don't have to wait till the last song to do factoids. But this song has sold in the U.S. alone 25 million copies. 25 million in just as, in the U.S. As album. a single? No, this album. Oh, the album. Oh, okay. the album. And I've listened to this album a lot, right? As a matter of fact, this was the first rock, metal rock album that I ever heard in its entirety. It was on the same day I heard Back in Black and Shout of the Devil on LP. I remember the day. I remember exactly where I was. I was up at our neighbors, Joe and Joni Dowell, their grandson. Troy was there, a little troublemaker. He was older <laughs> than me, and uh, he had the albums, and we listened to him, and I was like, oh, my God, dude. This is, I, like, oh, my God. This is life-changing for me. And uh, I... Uh, so you heard Back in Black and and Shout the Devil, like Shout the first the devil. like rock albums that I listened to, like the whole thing, like in one day. Like, oh my god, this is amazing! But here's the one thing I've been kind of trying to contemplate in my mind: what is it about this album that made it sell 25 million copies? Hell's Bells, Back in Black, You Shook Me All Night Long. Those are the three probably most well-known songs. Okay. So are you telling me on the strength of just those three tracks, this thing has sold 25 million? Or is it people... I mean, what is it? I, I'm, what I'm, is it about this album that made it I'm go gonna 25? I'm going to say, because... I'm going to say, yes, Chris. Those three songs probably pushed it out, especially over the years. Maybe it didn't sell 25 in 1980, but in by the time it's 2023... It's probably sold 25 million. You know? ACDC is a name. ACDC is a brand. ACDC is a lifestyle. However you want to say it. Because, yeah. you know, uh, the guys in the band, none of them ever, ever wore flashy, flashy clothes. They just, we go out there in our jeans and shirt and we play. Yeah, like you had just said right here, here, in 2007, December 13th, 2007, it hit 22 million. So it's been 16 years-ish, 15 and a half. We'll just say 15 years because no information on the internet is up to date ever. Um, so it has sold oh, three more million in the U.S. in those years. Yeah. So let's because, go to the next Because song. of the popularity because it's been on movies. 
I think it was on Iron Man. Yeah, like in all the, I the think Iron it was, Man stuff, all there, that. There's other movies it's been on, soundtracks, you know, they've done stuff. But it's just amazing that it's like, really, man, 25 million. I mean, God, it's just, for me, that number is unfathomable. I can't even imagine 25 million. And they say the number worldwide is 50. It's the number four best-selling album, I believe, of all time. Number four. Uh, Eagles and Michael Jackson, I think, yeah. and then Back in Black. Uh, this is just killer stuff, though, dude. I mean, and and Bon Jovi, Slippery and Wet, and Hysteria from Def Leppard. What about them? Those are the top ones that are up there, also. What? How much is Slippery and Wet sold? <laughs> Ten million. I don't even know, but I know Hysteria's got that diamond right there. Yeah. They're probably both. Di- they are both diamond. Man, this is great. This is a song. This is such a. This is like a, just a rig. This is like a dance song, dude. Right. This is a boogie, boogie, blues, boogie song. I love this song. It's one of the greats. I've heard people say that it's overplayed. Like, you know, like, uh, yes. This song again. Every time on the radio, they always play this song from ACDC. It's like, all right, cool. But I, we know that they have a ton of other stuff. Yep. You know? But like I said, you're in concert. It's live in front of you. They're playing it. You ain't telling them to hey, dude, you know, I, I, turn it off. I Don't went, play that song. I went to see them. I, I told the story during the live uh, episode we did. Uh, or I told, I said that I'd seen ACDC live. Yeah. So we, we were on the floor, and it was at Dodger Stadium. So it's not like they have bathrooms readily available down there. So you, you had to go kind of off the side here, and they had like porta potties. Right when I get in the porta potty, this song comes on. <laughs> So I'm like, ah, so, you know, turbo P, get back out there, dude. Hit like the last, like, you know, right after the guitar solo. So, right. I mean, so I missed it. You, you didn't have your phone out. You've been recording it. Oh, dude. I, I think I took maybe a couple pictures, yeah. but that was it. You know me. Don't make me go on a rant again, dude, about the. Uh, the pictures the, and yeah, dude. Let's just live in the moment, guys. You know, a lot of artists are gonna say, "I want to whatever makes the fans happy." But okay, that's fine. But aren't, you're gonna go, you're gonna go back in time one day and go, "God, I wish I would just pay a little bit more attention to it," and and lived in that moment of just everybody's seen that iconic picture on the internet of I don't know who's walking by and it doesn't matter. But you have all these kids and you have that one older lady that's just like leaning on the rail, like just with a huge smile because she's living in the moment, watching whoever it is, if it's royalty or someone famous walking by, being there in the moment. And it kind of shows the difference in the generations where kids these days and even adults these days want to video everything so they can put it on the internet and show all their friends. Instead of just taking that moment and absorbing it into your medulla right. oblongata yeah. and just having it forever and just that feeling, dude, because yeah, the memories there, but... You won't. You have that feeling and that memory to trigger that feeling, and just live in the moment, guys. Sorry, mini rant. Yeah, dude, this is a great song, dude. Yeah, it's another song about sex. Love it. <laughs> Get it's out a, of town, I, dude. And his guitar solo in this song was just so nasty and just like right? sleazy and nasty. Man, I love it. It's great. Here's another great one, dude. Have a drink on me. That's it, man. This, you know, you know, there's a little controversy about this song because Bon Scott, obviously, the way he died, um, you know, a night out drinking with friends, he was passed out. His friend let him you know, sleep in the back seat of his car. Long story short, choked on his yeah. own vomit or, or whatever. Um, so the fact they had a song about drinking was a little controversial for some people, not for me, because this is the part of the lifestyle of the band, and they're singing about stuff that they know. They didn't sing about having a drink on me and having a good time. They wouldn't be singing about the things that, that, that are a part of their life and what they do. I love this song, dude. And it's not even necessarily about drinking, getting all fucked up. It's about, hey, man, let's celebrate. That's the way I see this song. Have a drink on me. Good times. Yes. Let's celebrate the great things in our life. And that's what I see this song as. Correct. Let's have a good time tonight. Let's hang out. And you know what? The first drink's on me. Have a drink on me. We're having a good time. Excuse me, which is usually what Greg says. First drinks on me. Oh, he always says hey, that. Hey, don't First say that out loud, man. Damn, these people. <coughs> Excuse Have me. Have a Jaeger shot on me. That's me, Greg more or less is, me. Greg's always busting out the Jaeger. Jaeger is Greg's drink of choice, dude. Looks <laughs> like you've had some Jaeger with those great dance moves, dude. <laughs> no, not today, but I will. Yeah. So, yeah, I love this song. No controversy for me. 
Uh, love it, dude. Great, great song, dude. All right, you ready to go? Let's go. Hell yeah. Uh, Shake a Leg, track number nine. Love it, dude. What do you think about this song right here? It's one of the literally, you never hear this one ever played on the radio, ever. No, not really, huh? It's got a little different feel to it. You know, it's got, you know, kind of a smooth verse right here, and then they bust into the, the you know, uh, Shake a Leg on the chorus, dude. But, man, this song is just as killer as the rest of them, dude. You know any uh, stories is, about this? Is, I don't. Is this kind of like... Um, you know, you're, how do I explain it? You're just doing something and it's kind of like, hey man, like shake your leg, let's get out of here. You know, like just hurry up and let's get out of here. Maybe style. Yeah, I think, I, I don't know. I don't know, I mean, it's kind of like <laughs> something to. Yeah, I think, you know, shake a leg, you know, let's get out of here, let's get with it, let's get to yeah. it, let's, let's do what we need to do to get done what we need to get done, shake a leg, hurry up, come on, let's go, yeah. Maybe it's like, you know, we're doing this boring stuff like, like almost like a school kid in like class. Come on, shake a leg. Let's go. Let's go out and party after school or this yes. weekend and go have a good time and kind of let go. Shake a leg, you know. And that's up their style. They're saying you know? ACGC. Hey, we're out, we're out. We're partying. We're having a good time. We sing about wine, women, and song. And sometimes, hey, let's get going so we can start singing about that stuff. Yeah, I think I'm, shake I, a leg. I, I may have yelled this at the interns once or twice. Come on, shake a leg. Come on, let's go. <laughs> Hook that up, come on. The lighting's not right. Daddy, my, my leg don't shake. <laughs> <laughs> nice little groove here, dude. So, same players uh, on this album and the, on the previous one. Uh, same producer, Mutt Lang. I believe same engineer, Tony Platt, if I am correct. Um, yep. Man, this is... Let's give some. I'm gonna start giving factoids. Cool. Like one more song after this. The last song, "Rock and Roll Ain't Noise Pollution," which will be coming up in a second. Um, like I said, dude, 25 million albums sold. And this thing, look at this. Argentina three times platinum. Australia twelve times platinum. Austria platinum. Canada diamond. It did a million in Canada. No one ever does a million in Canada. Two times platinum in Denmark, two times platinum in France, two times platinum in Germany, three times platinum in Italy, platinum in New Zealand, two in Switzerland, two in UK, 25 in the US. How many is that total? I don't know. Let's see. I know, right? Uh, 15, that's 40, 44, 45, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 54 times platinum worldwide. Sorry, 55 times platinum worldwide. Whew, it's all relative, dude. God damn, so dude. basically what you're saying was this album was a little more popular than Highway to Hell. Yeah. A little more. Twice as popular. All right. Maybe more. Wow. Well, the other one, uh, this is 25 in the U.S. Highway to Hell is only seven. So, yeah. Four and a half times. Three and a half times more popular. Uh, you know, what were the singles off of this? You know, let's go to the next song. Rock and Roll Ain't Noise Pollution. Love this song. I think it's kind of a great anthem. Some people don't like it for some reason. Um, yeah. But I, I think it's a great song to kind of mantrafy what they're all about. We're rock, and it ain't noise pollution. This is what it is, and this is what we play. It's almost like a big fuck you to the critics who thought after Bon Scott died, you're done. ACDC's done. There's yep. no more ACDC. But then they came back and said, hey, look, we're still rocking and rolling, and we did even bigger and louder and we found somebody who is who we like and is bringing the spirit of bon scott with him yep and here we are baby we're we're on a roll so if you don't like the shit we're pulling out who gives a fuck because it ain't noise pollution shake a leg and get out of here <laughs> yeah um you shook me all night long was the first release august 15th 1980 hell's bells was a european release only on halloween of 1980 Rock and Roll Ain't Noise Pollution UK in November of 80 and December of 80, Back in Black came out, which is really, those, but basically alone, those two songs kind of propelled this into the threat of fear. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about with this album? Because, man, this thing is, dude, this album charted in in 80s, 1980. It charted in uh 81, it charted again in 2002, 2015, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, and 22. It has charted 
continuously, I mean, it re-entered the Billboard Top 200 in 2018. It re-entered, it was in the Billboard Top 200 in 2019. It was in the Billboard Top 200 in 2020. It hit 89. It hit 68 in 2021. It hit 84 in 2022. This is ridiculous, bro. Is, is this the um, album? This is the first time we've talked about an album that's just hit so much, like has sold the, mo- the most records out there? This is the first time we've because talked about it. Any, yeah. Anytime that we've talked about things, that I think Def Leppard was the only one that went 20 million? Or was it yeah, 15? something like that. 20, it's like 20 ish. Okay, say 20 ish. We haven't, we haven't said anything from that. We're at 50 on this or 60. Yeah, this is the first time we've talked about an album that's yep. sold 60 million yeah, worldwide. Is, you know? And I just wanted to fun fact it out there the year that this came out, then we're going to wrap everything up here. The year that this came out right here in 1980, it has sold almost a million copies. The population in Australia in 1980 was 14 and a half million. And it has sold 9 million copies. I'm just putting it in perspective. I'm not saying they all sold that year, but the year it came out. (laughs) You know what I mean? So like 1 in 14 people have bought that album. Um, That's a little fun fact here to end it. Which cover? The Back in Black. (laughs) Which was all black. They didn't like it. I Uh, I wanted to say, like, what do you mean which cover? There's only one cover. The the, the Back in Black album, the the label didn't like it. They said, put the gray around the ACDC logo and we'll let you do it. Okay. Guys. ACDC, Highway to Hell, Back in Black, two of the greatest albums of all time. Here's where you can get a hold of us. BigTalkCG.podcast, TikTok, Instagram, at BigTalkCG on Twitter, BigTalkCG at gmail.com. BigTalkCG with Chris and Greg on YouTube and Facebook. It's killer. Take them out, Greg. All right, guys. This is Greg from Big Talk Podcast with Chris and Greg. Remember, when you listen, you listen loud. And... Don't forget, we'll see you next time. See ya. And rock and roll and podcasts are no noise pollution. <laughs>